Hey y'all, welcome back to the Confessions of a Crappy Christian Podcast, a place where you and all of your crap are not just welcome, you're wanted. I'm your host, Blake Giche, and every week I'm showing up with a new friend to talk about the things we're really great at, the ways Christ fills in the gaps on the things that we're not, and how he has been faithful to make his power perfect in our weaknesses. My hope is that you walk away feeling empowered and not alone in your struggles, and that people sharing their stories pushes you to share yours. All right, let's do this. All right, y'all, today's episode is with Desiree Andres. Desiree is a mom, wife, and host of the Minimalish podcast. Her goal is to give women the tools they need to dive into realistic minimalism in order to live more intentionally and focus on what really matters. Today, we talk about real, tangible steps to stepping into minimalism and even more so what the heart behind minimalism should be and how it can serve you and your family. Desiree, hey, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes. Okay, so you run a platform called Minimalish. Minimalish. Yes, Minimalish. centers around like realistic minimalism and how to get people there and that it is more than just about stuff, which I love. So to get us started, tell us a little bit about yourself, your platform, your journey towards minimalism and all of that. Okay, so yeah, I minimalism kind of was something that happened in my life whenever I first had my daughter. So I um, I'm a mom to one. She's a toddler and uh, also a wife. But yeah, I host this podcast called Minimalish. And like I said, it came into like it was something that I discovered when I was a new mom and I was super overwhelmed and I actually stumbled upon the minimalism documentary. So probably like the easiest way to discover minimalism. Um, And, and I ended up like pausing it and watching it with my husband when he got home. Cause I was watching it in one of those like, Oh, like, you know, as a stay at home mom, I'm kind of just waiting for my husband to finally be home (laughs) moments. And there's probably like a mess all over my house to give you like a picture of what it looked like, because that was just my life. Um, like a bad mess, not just mm-hmm. like normal everyday mess, you right? Know? Like a mess you can't clean up in, you know, an hour, probably would take days. So, um, so I discovered this and I absolutely like was drawn to it. I'm not a tidy person to begin with. Um, I am not an, a well-organized person. I just like, so the clutter in my brain, I'd say I knew it was there. Um, and I didn't really relate it with the clutter in my spaces. Mm. And so I never really thought like I had a stuff issue. Um, but I really like looking back, like my habits around buying stuff and everything, it just like was all not the best situation. Um, so anyways, we dove into it. Like my husband is a tidy person. He was like, yes, on board. <laughs> yes, like, let's please. do this. <laughs> He's like, oh, you realize that your side of the room looks bad now? <laughs> Great. Yeah. Okay, let's do this. Um, so we, we dove in and I immediately like felt, 
you know, lighter because of it. And because of having less clutter around the house, like I realized, okay, this was a huge part of my problem and why I couldn't focus and why I felt like there's stuff everywhere. And I know like that I need to do a lot of things to get, to get that in order. And also I had three jobs at the time. So it was like two part-time from home, one part-time out of home. So I was like, I know I need to do all these things, but I can't move forward. Like, and I realized that clutter was a lot of that issue um, and how clutter really can like give us anxiety and even depression. And so in that I was experiencing some like, um, you know, postpartum anxiety at that point too. So it just, I really started to see such good effects from it. And I wanted to share it with the world like immediately, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. now minimalism has become so trendy and like a lot of people are doing that and it's amazing. But what has come of that is that like you can go on Instagram and search the hashtag like minimalism or minimalist mom and you see these perfectly tidy Mm -hmm. like white space everywhere, literally white homes, like everything's white in those homes. And, um, and there's nothing on the walls. And then you can start getting inspiration from like, you know, these amazing people, but also because there's so much, like now there's just like so much noise in that space, it can really be a place where there's a lot of legalism. Mm. And that's what I realized. And so I started a podcast probably like six months into minimalism with my husband and it was called the minimalist family podcast, which is still like, you know, if you look up my podcast and share the link, you'll see the minimalist family podcast because <laughs> yeah. it's, I, I rebranded, but, um, like a, a month into it or two months into it, I was like burning out of minimalism. I was like, this mm. just, this just doesn't seem like it's something that is lasting. Like decluttering is really great. And what it's done for me is really great, but it's not that fun. And like, I just, I still like to buy stuff sometimes. And what does this all really mean? Like, how is this all really that meaningful? And if I have like more than four spoons with a family of three, like, is that bad? (laughs) It's just Mm -hmm. like all these like little rules that we put on minimalism. Um, You know, if you look it up, you would see all of that. And, and so I was ready to just be like, all right, I'm done. Like, I'm not sharing this anymore. Like, not that, you know, I won't make it a part of my life in my own way. But then I discovered a book called Chasing Slow by Erin Lochner, and Mm -hmm. um, she's a Christian. Her book is beautiful. And what I realized is that it's not just about our stuff. It's about, like, how we live our entire lives. And um, I think we'll get into that more as we chat. But basically, Mm -hmm. Minimalish was born after that because I realized there there was kind of a need to be like, hey, this is a really good thing and this can help you in so many ways, but it's not just about decluttering. And it's not right. just about like a competition of how little stuff you can have. So I like to say like minimalish, minimalish is about grace-filled minimalism mm. um, and about mm. having less stuff so that we can like make room in our lives for what matters. So that's basically the message um, in a nutshell now that that I like to talk about on the podcast each week. And I bring people on and talk about it, you know, on so many different levels. Like we do yeah. talk about, but we talk about the deeper stuff even more. Well, and I love um, we're audio and video chatting and behind you, there's a sign that says make room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it's I like love. My, yeah. Like and, well, <laughs> and so 
my uh, our situation is very similar. My husband is extremely tidy, and I am extremely not. I am very organized, but I'm not tidy. Yeah, it just isn't a priority for me. And so we've uh, and you and I in our conversation previously, I've we've dipped our toe into minimalism, but then it's so overwhelming, and it feels like you have to get rid of all of your stuff. And I love I, now as you were talking, I was thinking. I think that is some of the issue is that it feels so depersonalized. It feels so just stuff centric that nothing is ever just about stuff. There's always right. something behind that. There's always something deeper than, you know, why are you buying so much crap? Right. What, mm-hmm. Like what, what, what space are you trying to fill? What, what are you trying to, how are you trying to make yourself feel by having all of this stuff? And then the reality that all of that stuff then turns around and affects your feelings and your emotions and clutter, it clutters your heart, you know? And so I definitely, we talked before, I think we're going to split this into kind of two parts. So I do want to talk the practicalities and tangibility of minimalism. Because I think that, especially we as moms, which it's about a 50-50 split, my listenership, between, like, moms and and single women. But especially we as women, we, okay, this is attractive. The idea of not having a ton of junk in my house sounds great. How do I, how do I do that? I don't have time to Marie Kondo my house. I don't have time right. to hold every single thing to my heart and see, you know, what it tells yeah. me. So I, I definitely, what's, how do you break that down for people when you're explaining the material part of minimalism? Yeah. So I, I even like created a program around this eventually because I, like I said, decluttering is not like, it's not my favorite subject. So I don't talk about it a lot on the podcast, but I talk about it like, you know, every once in a while and people have asked me like, how do I get started? How do I get started? So it's like, okay, I'm going to make this step by step for you. Like, and we go through, you know, the first part is the actual material decluttering and then we dive deeper. Um, and, and for that, I think the most important part is to start with like, we have to have something that's going to push us through it. Like, Mm. Because it is, I mean, like you said, I don't have time to hold everything up in my house or to like empty the contents of my closet under my bed and and go through it like that. Like it might be there for days. I don't know. So how do we first make sure that we are setting ourselves up for success by having a reason? And so like, you know, a why, like a lot of mm-hmm. people talk about that for a lot of things these days. And you should probably have like a why for like, why am I doing anything that I'm doing? But um, that can get overwhelming. But like for <laughs> decluttering, I think it's important to have that why of like, what's the purpose? Because for me, that's why, you know, six months later, I was like, oh, yeah, you can't declutter your house once if you have kids especially you're not going to declutter your house once and then be done like so I need to have something that's driving me towards this lifestyle in general so come up with like what's your reason and then the second thing is once like I there's so many different ways we can get started like we have to at least motivate us ourselves to just begin so I like to say a couple different ways we can do it um one set a timer for 20 minutes. That's like my big thing is 20 minutes because, and then like obviously choose a space because 20 minutes isn't your whole house. It's like, 
a drawer in your kitchen Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, I like to say start, there's certain places that can be really helpful to start like a bathroom because you're not really attached to maybe the junk in there that isn't being used um, or even a, just a living space you're in all the time because you're going to feel the effects from it more. It can be a place that's really overwhelming you because, you know, that place is on your mind right now and you're going to be more motivated to get through it. So for us, we started with the pantry just because literally it was right next to where we were watching the yeah. documentary. We were like opening it up and we were like, let's do this. Um, so it can be anything, but just set a timer for 20 minutes and undistractedly like go through that space and see how it feels after you're done. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, set, set, keep setting that timer day after mm-hmm. day. Um, and, and in my program, I give like questions and everything you can ask yourself and I could dig deep into all of that. But, um, I think what I think is most helpful for me is once you're starting in a space, whether it be your pantry or like a bigger space, like a living room to visualize what you want that space to be like and not like, okay, I want this space to look like this picture I saw on Instagram because it looks amazing, but I'm going to have to buy a new couch and I'm going to have to like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I'm going to have to reorganize the whole room. No, like what do you have already? What can you do with that? And like, what can you remove from that space more so than like, I have to change everything. What can you remove from that space to kind of accomplish your goal for that space? So for a living room, like I want my living room to be a place where at the end of the day, I can sit in peace and not have toys everywhere and not have like a total mess that I'm looking at. And I also want it to be a place where my daughter can play during the day. And I want it to be a place where we can like connect as a family. So that's like my vision going into it. So it's, and you know, depending on what type of person you are, you can literally visualize. For me, I don't really need that, but like literally visualize, okay, what stuff here needs to be removed. But just setting yourself up for like, okay, this is my what I want to accomplish in this space. This is what I want this space to be used for. And right now it's not because, you know, there's, there's so piles of laundry junk. everywhere, right. or junk or whatever. And so therefore I'm going to start my 20 minute timer and I'm going to try to remove anything that is making that space not what I want it to be. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So I think that's probably like my two biggest tips is the timer thing to make it less overwhelming and then the visualization to be like, okay, this is possible with what I already have, but like I need to have less than what I already have to make it possible. And I love the idea of visualizing it less as, okay, how Pinterest perfect can I get this space and more, how can this space better serve our family? Right. How, you know, we made the change. We have big built-ins in our living room. And for my kids' whole lives, their toys were in those built-ins. Well, that meant our living room was a disaster mm-hmm. all of the time. And it was overwhelming. And it was just, they were all, you know, we even tried putting a lock on the cabinets. And they still were just, that's where their toys were. And so right. about six months ago, we did a huge toy purge and then moved them into their rooms. And that made a huge difference for just the whole front of our house. They have to, they have to like make the decision to pick a toy up and bring it out there. And I think unintentionally, it really was, okay, this space is not serving our family well. How can we, and the kind of, the same really goes for every room. Yeah. Your living room and dining area is your probably more family space, but if your bedroom is full of stuff, 
That's not super. I, I read something once about your bedroom should be like your sanctuary. Yeah. And if it's got stuff piled up all around it, you, it's so much more difficult to go in there and just lay down and relax and unwind. Yeah. When it's full of stuff. Yeah. Laundry and, I, and shoes and. Exactly. I have struggled with that because I, I mean, I've had to seriously get my closet down to like so small because I just personally like I always say it I say it all the time like I'm not a great homemaker and I personally struggle with like getting my clothes back to the place they need to be after they're clean girl and I'm like if I have less then it's less of a mess because I don't want to wake up and like see a to-do list around me you know what I mean as soon as I like open my eyes it's like oh I've got to clean up this mess or or feel like, you know, unworthy because, oh, I can't get this mess together, you know? Yeah. That's a huge... I'm, I feel like I just sighed so loud because I'm <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I totally... I feel that way often. you Especially if you work from or stay for at home, your yeah. to-do list is always in front of you, mm-hmm. staring you in the face. Oh, yeah. All right, y'all. Real quick, wanted to tell you about a podcast I recently discovered. If you want to stay up to date with the latest news, but you don't really have the time, The Newsworthy is a great daily podcast that helps you stay up to date with everything you need to know in less than 10 minutes. And unlike many news sources out there that leave you super depressed after you watch the news, The Newsworthy is fast, fair, and fun. Search for The Newsworthy wherever you listen to your podcasts or go to thenewsworthy.com to check it out. I definitely think it's important to talk about this mindset shift towards minimalism as well because, and you said that as your first bullet point of kind of tips going into minimalism is why am I doing this? Am Mm -hmm. I doing this so that my my home looks more Instagrammable or am I doing this because... It's what's best for my sanity and my family. And because maybe maybe I have an, a very American unhealthy attachment to stuff. Right. <laughs> and I think so many of us do. And I like to talk about like, I think one of the first mindset shifts back before I even changed the podcast, I like started this series on the heart of minimalism. And the first thing that came to mind was like the the concept of enough and I started writing about it and thinking about it and I started talking about my closet and I was like, okay, where's this coming from? And I realized that like for so long, I, I would literally spend when I was babysitting, when I was a teenager, I would like, as soon as I started working, I would use all of my money on clothes, like Mm -hmm. all of them. I don't know why, like, why did I need that many clothes? Well, I do know why, because I like reflected on it and thought about it. And I realized that like I, it's a body image thing. Mm. And it was about the fact that like, I I thought that maybe if I had the right outfit, I would feel more enough. Or if I had enough clothes and I looked a certain way, you know, like I would feel more enough. And so that was kind of the first like heart of minimalism mindset shift that I kind of thought of uh, was this idea of enough. Like how are we tying our worth to our stuff? And, And and why are we tying our worth to our stuff? I, you know, I, I don't think that everyone has this problem, but but if you're thinking like I have way too much stuff, 
then maybe you do have that problem in some way. It doesn't have to be your clothes. It could be something totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, but why why are we tying our, our worth to our stuff? Because sometimes it's more about like our, you know, our worth and our value comes from how much money we make. And we want people to walk into our homes and see that we have a lot of cool gadgets or something mm-hmm. because we're able to afford them. So it can it can really be anything but yeah, that's like where we really start to dig deeper into minimalism is where we say like, okay, what's at the heart of this? Right, exactly. And I really think that anybody, if I had to guess, unless you were a hardcore minimalist, you probably in some capacity, whether small or large, can evaluate your life and be like, oh, I am totally linking X to Y. Right. right. So when you were talking about your closet, a hundred percent. I actually two years ago did a capsule wardrobe for a full year because anytime I had something to go to, whether it was a date night with my husband or a full blown event, I would go buy an outfit because maybe this time, this outfit, I'll feel pretty at yeah. this date night or at this dinner. And then and then I would never wear it again because it didn't make me feel pretty because that's not the clothes job. And I ended up with a closet full of stuff that I didn't like that was just either trendy or cheaply made because I just gone and grabbed something at Forever 21. And, and then, I mean, and that rolls over into exactly what you were saying, needing the highest end curtains or frames for my poster photo, you know, like it just, right. and then it's just this monster that's taken over your life and you don't even realize it. And exactly. I think really, I'm, I'm very obviously like in real time processing this, that like, it's just one more thing that separates me from God. Mm-hmm. My dependence on my stuff whether that's clothes, gadgets, decor, cars, whatever, is just one more thing I'm putting in between this perfect connection that doesn't need anything added to it and this perfect creator that made me exactly the way that he intended to and without the intention of being added to by a shirt from TJ Maxx. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And I am excited to like kind of dig into that with you. Mm-hmm. So every in every episode, a lot of times I'm like, you know, the, the message is like, you are enough. And the message is, um, you know, your, your worth isn't tied to your stuff. And my message is contentment. And like, I will say God's name, but I don't dive deep into it because I know like I will lose those people. And not that. Not that, um, and on my Instagram a lot, like, cause a lot of my followers like come there. That's where I'll like really show like, okay, here's me reading my Bible. Like, this is why I this am. This is why like, I am. Yeah. Yeah. This is why I can say you are enough. And this is why I can say that I am enough. And so, so that's kind of like minimalism and my message of minimalism. I mean, I, I say like, I believe God gave me this message and I believe he gave it to like bring me out of this place of anxiety and overwhelm. And I believe that he gave it to me so that I could share it and bring other people who like don't even know him out of it. And because here's the thing, like, okay, we get rid of all our stuff. And then it feels really like a lot lighter. But then 
what's the next thing that I can attach my worth to? Because mm-hmm. if I don't have my stuff, now what? Like, mm-hmm. now where can I attach my worth? And and so my goal is to be like, no, you got to stop attaching your worth to your stuff. And then we talk about our schedules because for me, that was the next place I went. And the beginning of this year, I was like, I was, this is my first full-time, full year as a full-time stay-at-home mom. And I, my word for the year was thrive. And I was like, okay, God, like, I believe you gave me this word for the year. So I'm going to focus first on thriving in stay-at-home mom life and like helping my daughter who's a toddler thrive. And so I was like, okay, let me look up like Facebook events. What can we do every single week together? Like what, how can, how can I make sure like we're leaving the house and we're doing this and whatever else, like how can I worry about her development? How can I, and it was just like, oh, okay, this is how we're going to thrive. And then I realized it's, that's not, that's not thriving for me. That's not thriving for her. I'm like trying to push us out the door. I'm stressed out. This isn't working. So I was trying to attach my worth to something else. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of like the second step now that I go through is like, and that's when I discovered chasing slow. It's like, okay, how can we, we don't have to literally be living slow. Like you don't have to like be, you know, taking walks and picking flowers and I don't know, like you don't have to do all that stuff. You can if that's your thing, but like, how do we say no to busy and say Mm. no to just like, I mean, sometimes we have to be busy, right? Like sometimes our schedules just like are a little, well, there's, sometimes there's busier seasons, I should say. But like, how do we choose rest within that? Because we have to, or else we're going to burn out. And so it's like, okay, so detach yourself, detach your worth from your schedule, detach your worth from your work right now. Like I've been talking about work a lot and, and because it's like, it's a journey for me. It's mm-hmm. something that I'm going through, but then I'm sharing and, and um like, I think the the I grabbed a couple of verses because I want like I wanted to kind of share where in the Bible, which I think like if you think about minimalism and possessions, like, you know, there's some verses that just stick out. And one is um, Luke 12, 33, where he says, um, sell your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old with a treasure in heaven that does not fail where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. So just that idea of like storing your treasures in heaven and, and not within your stuff. But then, you know, we dive deeper and like, okay, if you're not touching your worth your stuff, then what else? And, and that's when it's really like comes down to the mindset shifts after we get to the schedule and, and contentment is huge. Contentment is huge because once you don't have your stuff, if you were, like you have to realize like, okay, well, if I'm not going to keep filling up my house, then I have to find contentment somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's, it's so eye opening that, okay, I get rid of all of my stuff. And if I haven't dealt with the heart issue here, my heart's just going to cling on to something else. It's just going to keep, okay. And then I break free of, you know, putting a badge of honor on busy. And I'm a mm-hmm. jump to how thin I am and how hard I can work out and how well I can eat. And then I'm going to jump, you know, you're going to keep jumping to find things. And I think that this is such a a necessary message, especially right now is we've learned. I feel like our generation is learning, you know, your worth isn't in how thin you are. Your worth isn't in how much money you make, but we're being taught that your worth is how hard you can work and how much you can achieve and what status quo you can keep up with. And that's just as bad, if not worse than the stuff or how skinny you can be. 
because that lie penetrates everything. It touches everything. If your heart is set on busyness and you believe that the only thing that makes you worthy or worth anything is how hard you can work, that's that's why we're we're all living in burnout right now. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of the day, it's a worth issue. All of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like that has been kind of a recent journey I've gone through because as I know that, you know, like this, like I know that living slow and that living intentionally means that I'm not going to put a ton of stuff on my plate or else like it's just not like those things don't go together. Mm -hmm. But this summer I was, you know, I think it's just, it doesn't matter because, you know, we have, we are sinful and we, we are going to, you know, grasp for things that aren't God until we realize like, you know, even as a Christian myself, like I still, it's that message of like self-sufficiency. Like I know it's a lie, but it mm. still is like, it's just so fancy. Like it's, and it's so attractive. Oh yeah. That I, so the, the lie of self-sufficiency is so much more attractive than the lie of surrender and sacrifice and believing that God is enough. It is so much easier to just function out of I'm enough. I can work hard enough. I can hustle this and grind into the ground and get this done. Where the other side of that is trusting and, you know, releasing your goals and your dream life to what God has for you. And I think that that's like this, I think that that's another thing that gets flipped upside down is that I think that the the sacrifice and the living from a place of rest and the the chasing slow is way harder way harder than falling in on like the hustle movement oh yeah it definitely is because I mean it's like the American dream from the beginning right like you just you work hard and you can achieve all of your dreams or whatever Mm -hmm. and and then there's like minimalism plays into that because when you work hard and you make a lot of money and then everybody should know that you've you're a success. So you should buy the bigger house and you should have like, you know, fancy things, which there's nothing wrong with those things, but it's like, it's when we find our worth in right. them. And it's when we say like, okay, like I hustled hard, look what I, you know, look what this is me now. Like I, and then, and then you tell everyone, this is me now. I hustled hard now. Like you can too. And Oof. all you have to do is hustle forever. And like, forget all the things that really truly matter deeply and then you'll have it, you know? So, um, that's like been a theme for me this summer is this idea of striving because I, I had, and I've been like, you know, just to give you like real kind of in like real time, like at the beginning of the summer, I was kind of in this place where like, okay, now I've got this podcast and I don't know where these followers came from and I literally don't even know how this happened and I started talking about minimalism but like really the message is like Jesus so Mm -hmm. how like it just always is so so then like how do I do this because I obviously like you know there's there's something to be said about bringing people to him and and the people who who aren't gonna click if it's already about Jesus. So, so I was like, okay, well then God, you have purpose for this. So let's see what this looks like. And then I was like, all right, so let me work really hard to figure this out. 
And then also, you know, I need to try to be able to make an income from home. So let me really work really hard to figure out how to make this a thing where I can make money from it. And so I just went after it. And I feel like I, though I was like, I was kind of like, I think I was coming at it from a place that was like, I'm going to work really, really hard and figure this out so that I can be really like, I can maybe like, I didn't say it. I didn't, I don't think I really thought it consciously. It was like, then I'm going to feel good about myself because Mm. I figured this out, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to let, like, I'm going to have God with me on this instead of coming to him and being like, what do you want me to do with this? Like every single morning. And so I think that's what it comes down to is like this idea of we strive for things. And if it's not filling up our house with like physical possessions, then it's striving for like feeling worthy because we've got a lot on our schedule and we can do, we can do it though. Like Mm -hmm. we are the mom who can do it. Like I can be a full-time stay-at-home mom and I can work. Like, look at me. Like I can do all this. I can do it without help. And And that's the image we want to put out there, whether it's on Instagram or to family and friends, whatever. And, and so I've talked about striving a lot lately and I've talked about how like it is, I like to look at the definitions of words. Yeah, me too. Okay. What does striving mean? And it's like striving means to make, this is like the, the basic like dictionary, you know, um, Oxford dictionary definition is like make, I think that's what it is. I don't know. I make great (laughs) efforts to achieve or obtain something. And then struggle or fight vigorously. And Mm. so I started talking about it and I had some people say like, okay, so what's the balance? Because I think striving is good in some ways. And like, why don't, I think striving has to happen sometimes. Like Mm -hmm. there are times when life is like, we have to strive against sin. We have to strive against these messages that are telling us that we're not enough. So we need to do this, this, and this, you know, if you or get a diagnosis, then like you might have to strive for your health. Like there are mm-hmm. places in our life where we have to strive, mm-hmm. but I don't think we are meant to force, like, I don't think we're meant to take the idea of striving and be like, okay, like I want my life to be about striving. You know, it's not like, it's like in some areas we have to do it. We have to fight. But like, if we have God with us, then, then it's totally like he's with us in the fight, you know, but I'm sorry. I'm like working through this right now, actually, but like, no, it's great because someone asked me it the other day and I was just like, well, striving is not the same as working hard. That's the thing. It's like, you can work hard, but keep intact, like your purpose and, and your, and your worth in something deeper. Striving is when we're finding our worth, like in that fight, you know, it's like, we're saying like, look at me, I, I can do this. Like, I want to be impressive. I want to, you know, all those things. So, um, and I think that the root of it is that we're striving for, for, for most of us right now in this culture, that's like Instagram, perfect Instagram worthy, everything is perfectionism. Mm -hmm. And so, and like, that's because of comparison, because it might not feel like you might not feel like, oh, I'm a perfectionist. Like, I know that's like a personality type or whatever, but it's not just about like perfection. If you're a perfectionist or not, it's about like you're comparing yourself to all these people. There's all these voices telling you how to parent well or how you should like make better working habits or, you know, whatever else. And um, and so it's about when we strive for perfectionism and all those things that's where like, you know, we might feel like we're innocently trying to do something better in our lives, 
but we end up striving. Like it's just, it's just what happens. And so I personally like was starting to really like, it's something that was good. It was my work and something I said like, okay, consciously, I'm going to focus on this this summer. My husband's home. He's a teacher. Like it's going to be okay. He can take over like the parenting stuff a little bit more Mm -hmm. because he's home. But it's still, I forgot that like, I fully believe that God led me to this message so I'd be better off trusting him instead of striving for perfection or striving aimlessly to, you know, be like someone else or be like the best. I keep saying like, I started making this list just a couple weeks ago of like things to surrender and I just Mm. shared about it because, um, because I like to do things usually like a little bit before I start sharing about it in case like I'm like, never mind, that wasn't a good idea. So <laughs> so I started doing it a couple of weeks ago and it's just a game changer because it's like, okay, there's all these things. Like I didn't say I'm trying to be the best podcaster. Like, you know, I'm not really, I'm not trying to like beat out someone in a different like niche than me, but I'm like, yeah, I want to be the best podcaster on minimalism or yeah. intentional living. And yeah, I want to be the best, like, I want to be the perfect mom. I want to do all the things that I need to do to work on, like, being the best mom. I want to be my pre-baby body. Like, I want my pre-baby body back. Like, all these things that we we don't really maybe say it out loud. And we wouldn't even say it to a friend. But, like, we are deep down striving for perfectionism in these places. So, like, those are the things I write down every day. And, um, and that has been a huge game changer. And like, sometimes it means I have had to let go of my work for a whole day. Like Mm -hmm. yesterday I did. And I needed to, I kind of needed to work yesterday, but like I more so need to get myself out of this striving space. Out of the cycle. Yeah. So that's where I think minimalism really comes into like the deeper root because it's like, okay, that we're putting way too much on our plates, like in this culture that's telling us, you know, to hustle and to do more and to be busy because, you know, that's just what you got to do to succeed. Like, it's about saying, like, no, I surrender these things because they weren't mine to hold in the first place. Like, they, it's not about me doing it all. That's not the story. Well, and it's exactly what you're saying. I think that striving and hustle is a heart set. It's, Mm -hmm. you, you know, I tell people all the time because I talk pretty consistently about being anti-hustle. I'm not anti-hard work. Right. Hard work is biblical. Straight up biblical. And mm-hmm. and using your gifts and and wanting to be good at things is not wrong. It's Is that your identifier? Is that where your worth is? Is that filling a space that only God can fill. And so at the end of the day, whether it's minimalism, whether it's having a really busy schedule, all of that stuff links back into who do you believe you are? Whose do you believe you are? I mean, I feel like that's like the baseline question. And and I preach about this fairly consistently. And I also very consistently have to check with myself on that. Kind of like you're talking about what do I need to surrender my check-in almost daily is, okay, whose are you? The creator of the universe, mm. the one that is in control of everything. Who are you? I am a child of God. Period. End of sentence. Mm. And everything else is cool stuff that I get to do. It's not who that I, who I am. And right. 
that links to stuff, that links to the podcast, that links to my business. I mean, it all, that's my check-in. Who am I? Whose am I? Like, end of sentence. And I think that, mm-hmm. the, I think that that's our, one of our biggest tools against the enemy is any form of check-in that brings us back to home base. You recognizing these are the things that I need to surrender. These are the things that I think that I'm in control of that. I think I need to do perfectly. Like I'm, I'm weird in that. I love the idea of like you doing that check-in and Satan's like, Oh crap. Like I totally (laughs) had her. I had her on that stuff. I had her thinking she was in control. I had her thinking she had to do it all. And maybe it's just my very aggressive, combative personality type that I was like, ha ha. Nope. Like, not up in here. I'm going to believe truth and walk in truth today, you know? Yeah. So, um, and I love that. I love that you're taking minimalism and being like, it's not just about the things that are in your house. It's about so much more. Um, And so in, in your show description, I don't do show notes anymore because nobody was reading them and it felt like a waste <laughs> of time. So if you're going and looking for the show notes, they are not there anymore. But I am linking important stuff in like the description. So we're going right. to link to your podcast and to your course um, because I think that that's, I think it's really important. I think your your message is super important and kind of so much deeper than and I really see anyone else taking minimalism right now. Yeah. And I mean, like there are so many like wonderful, beautiful people and voices like talking about minimalism. And I just like, I just feel like, okay, well, this is like where, where I'm taking it. And obviously there's so like, if you dive in, like, it's like, I feel like sometimes you, right now it's like drowning in a pool of like, oh my gosh, there's so many minimalism accounts to follow. But it's just yeah. about like taking what resonates with you from from whoever it is. And, and that's what I've had to personally do because, I mean, I still am encouraged by other accounts on this. Like this is like absolutely. a lifestyle for me now, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, you can be like encouraged by the people around you and still be adding to that space. Right, you know? right. So, okay, let's do rapid fire. I okay, cannot believe good. we didn't talk about the Enneagram at all. That never happens. What's your, <laughs> what's your Enneagram type? I am a nine. Oh, I love nines so much. <laughs> Every time somebody's a nine, that's my response. Because I'm an eight and I have no nine. I want to have a nine wing so bad. And I just I, don't. I don't know <laughs> what. I haven't, like, I love the Enneagram. So at the same time when I was, like, diving into that, um, striving or diving into that idea of thriving and then like trying to put a bunch of stuff on my schedule and I was like this isn't working for me like why why can other people like just go to the library and every day with their kids and like feel happy about that or like why can other people like why can other people clean their house and like not be exhausted yeah and so I was I don't know like I wasn't looking for the Enneagram to answer those questions I just kind of stumbled upon the book and I was like okay well this is why like I'm low energy like that's a thing people can be low energy not because of medical reasons because of a personality trait like yeah that's crazy and so it's really helped me accept those parts of me and also be like well yeah it can also be like laziness and sloth so I have to be careful so I love the Enneagram for that reason but I also cannot like really figure out the whole wings part of it I feel like I haven't 
like been diving into it enough to figure that out but yeah. i'm going there eventually it's so fun it's so complex there's so much to learn about it yeah um second question is what is something that can always pull you out of a funk lately it's been music and i think it's always been music but lately it's been like music when i'm too stressed about like so many things um or honestly with my husband being home this whole summer some days we're like, okay, it's two on one here. Like we have one kid, but somehow she's still beating us. And so how is this? And we just put on, and we're like, we're so bored or we're so tired. Like we're also trying to like be um, like, we're on a debt free journey. So we're like, okay, well, what can we do? We, uh, it's not in the budget to go anywhere really. And we just put music on and we've been doing these dance parties um, as a family. And that's been like really really good to get yes. all of us out of the funk but yes. I think it's been really good for me that's my number one family get out of a funk is okay get up we're dancing we're just yeah dancing for a couple minutes uh and the last one is what is the last thing you watched on tv so right now my husband convinced convinced me to watch um is it the people versus OJ Simpson is that uh-huh. what it's called yeah, yeah. So he's been watching it um, little by little without me. But then he was like, okay, I think you'll like this. Because we're watching Parks and Rec right now, too. Um, definitely way late on that. but For the first um, time? Yeah, for the first <gasps> time. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's and amazing. We are, we are loving it. Um, so we tried good. it a while ago. And for some reason, we like couldn't get into it in the first couple of episodes. But then I was like, no, I think we need this. I love Chris Pratt. Like, I want to, <laughs> I want to watch this more. Um, I think he's great. and so funny. So we started yes. watching it more and we loved it. We love it now. But he's it. like, one day he's like, I need something more serious today. Try watching this with me. So we're kind of going through the yeah. people versus OJ Simpson right it now. Was good. And it Parks was well and done. Yeah, it's yeah. a balance. It's a balance. It is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, we typically balance out my, like 2020 with Seinfeld you know so just yeah, to, like, exactly. have both sides of it uh, Desiree thank you so much for sharing your heart for more than just a minimalist home but a minimalist heart and mind um tell everybody where they can find and follow you and find your podcast yeah so on Instagram I am at minimalish.desiree um and then you can find my podcast if you search pretty much anywhere I think at this point I think I've gotten it all figured out. You can just search minimal, like dash ish, and you'll find it. And my website is DesireAndrews.com, but usually people find that through those last. other accounts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the website is last. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. It's been so fun chatting with you. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Confessions of a Crappy Christian podcast. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and you can find the show notes and more information about the show at confessionsofacrappychristian.com. I'll see y'all next week. This morning, Jen woke up, made three breakfasts, did two loads of laundry, and one conference call. But she also saved $25. 
because Jen uses a new innovation from Huntington called Money Scout. It analyzes Jen's checking account to find money that's not being used and moves it to her savings automatically. Learn more and enroll at Huntington.com slash Money Scout. Huntington, welcome. Message and data rates may apply to text alerts. Money Scout is subject to eligibility, terms and conditions, and other account agreements. Member FDIC.